Welcome to Wisdom Plug with Yemi David, uh, or Wisdom Plug podcast. I believe you've been enjoying our podcast. In case you've not plugged in, please always plug in, subscribe to it, listen to it every day. You know, repetition is the mother of learning. Sometimes you have to listen to some things again and again, and, and it gets into your stream, your system. And so when, some, when certain wisdom enters your system, you act them out by default. You know, when, you are, when the furniture man, like we have in our country, when you are trying to screw, or like we use the hammer on the nail, uh, joining some pieces of wood together, if you realize that it's not the first hit that joins it together, you know, you, you hit the nail the first time, the second time. Sometimes it's by the 10th or the 15th time that the nail gets into the pieces and then they are fitted and joined together. And the moment they are joined together like that, when you have to remove the nail, you have to destroy the pieces. So the same way, a first hearing is not enough. Second hearing, there are some CDs, um, audio messages, audio uh, messages I've listened to maybe a thousand times, some 200 times, and somehow you just see yourself without thinking you're acting it out by default. I want to encourage you to always plug in. You know, it's wisdom. <laughs> Uh, Wisdom Plug uh, with Yemi David uh, is our podcast. We've been uh, discussing how to deal with conflicts in our relationships. You know, uh, we, we've tagged it. My spouse drives me, uh, is driving me crazy, or you, or you drive me crazy. And that happens a lot in relationships. When you don't understand each other, when there is confusion, you are, uh, you're just like what we call mad. And then sometimes it deteriorates so much that it leads to some very unpleasant things. And the main pro problem is, People don't know how to manage conflicts in relationships. And we said earlier in our podcast that a kingdom divided by itself cannot stand. The moment you allow strife, divisions to penetrate your marriage, your businesses, ladies and gentlemen, evil will prevail. You know, well, it's James, one of the disciples of Jesus, that said, where there is strife and envy, Oh, and confusion, there is every evil work. Strife is the forerunner of satanic manifestations. So anytime you see strife coming up, you know, the bitterness, the malice, the excessive anger, watch out. You are setting the groundwork for Satan to manifest. And when you allow the enemy on your territory, he comes to steal, to kill, to destroy it destroys marriages. It wants to destroy your business, your finances. You hardly can prosper effectively when you have strife. Look at nations that have all kinds of security challenges, like the nation of my birth, Nigeria. We have too many, too many things we are grappling with in terms of security. The strife, the the, the ethnic uh, divisions, the the banditry, the terrorist things. It's affecting our our economy. Where there is peace, there will be prosperity. So you don't have a choice in the matter. You don't, you don't, you know, enjoy fighting. Because some people have seen them, they just like to fight their spouse. They want to prove a point. You win the war, but you lose your marriage. You lose the romance. You lose destiny. What is your joy in winning the war? You want to prove to your spouse that you are always right. You, you want to prove to your, the other person that you have the better idea. What is that? It's, it's low self-esteem. 
value peace, value unity, uh, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren or for people to dwell together in unity. If you want to search that out, it's in Psalms 133, okay? You just explore that. It's just three verses. It says, how good and how pleasant it is for people to dwell together in unity. He says there, blessings flourish. So any family, any nation, any organization where there are divisions and, and, and envy and strife, there can be blessings, there can be progress. So we've had to, a lot of things we've been talking about on how to do, deal with that. Earlier on, we talked about love languages, how you understand the person's love language and you treat them accordingly. That helps you to make deposits. Uh, you need to listen to Wisdom Plug podcast. It will really, really bless you. You know, and, I, and, I, and I'm happy that the things we're learning, believe me, goes beyond, you know, relationship matters or marriage. It helps you with running your life. Today, I want to encourage you, you know, when you want to deal with conflicts or avoid it or resolve things, put yourself in the other person's shoes. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. It will liberate you. Selfishness is a great enemy of peace. Every time you look at things only from your perspective, from your orientation, from your background, from your, your enjoyment only, you will operate as a beast. You will appear as wicked. Always put yourself in the other person's shoes. It will help you to experience in your mind, what they could be experiencing, and it, it gives room for negotiations, for deliberations, for discussions. Several years ago, you know, uh, by the way, I'm a pastor, okay? <laughs> uh, several years ago, when I learned this principle, I attended a church service as a member. I wanted to sit in the seat of the people that you are leading. Because when you're on a high horse, you are leading people, you always look at things from your perspective, and that's affecting a lot of people in government. They look at leadership from their, from their number 10, if you understand what I'm trying to say, uh, or from, uh, from Nigeria, what we call ASO rock. When you look at things from that perspective, you will miss the point. So I went to, I attended a midweek service as a member, I wanted to experience how a new person feels, how uh, the members of the church feels. You know, I, I came in, I looked at, okay, the greeters, my, my, my experience with them, and then when I sit in the congregation, do I even, en will I even enjoy this service? I was looking at the service from the perspective of an attendee, and that changed my life. For instance, if you are the one sitting, and somebody is what we call preaching or speaking, and the message is so long, it's wickedness. It's easier for you to be on, your, on the stage or the altar, as we call it, and be preaching a, a long message. You enjoy yourself, of course, but you are wicked on the person sitting down. And then I looked at various things from the perspective of the members. You will have too many things to adjust. The same way as a husband, put yourself in the shoes of your wife. As a wife, put yourself in the shoes of your husband. As an employee, put yourself in the shoes of your boss. As the boss, put yourself in the shoes of the employee. As the president or governor or local government chairman or prime minister, put yourself in the shoes of the citizens. And as a citizen, try to put yourself in the shoes of those in government. It changes your perspective.
it changes everything. For instance, when I talk at home sometimes, when I'm angry, I'm not happy, I raise my voice and I'm talking, you know. Of course, from my own perspective, I'm trying to drive home a point. But my wife's love language is words of affirmation. So I put myself in her shoes. Wow. While I'm trying to resolve a matter, I could be damaging some other things in her life. It helps me to apologize. It helps me to adjust the way I operate with her. When I tell her I cannot get home at a particular time, I got to give some, some, some details. Why are you not going to get home by that time? Is she a witch to just know? You put yourself in her shoes, so I got to go, uh, I got to communicate better and say, okay, I'm going for this preaching engagement or this visitation, and it's going to take me some couple of hours. That is the reason why I'm coming late. Or when you don't have so much cash available at a particular time, don't just tell your spouse, there's no money. Where did the money go to? Did it rapture? Did it evaporate? Explain. Put yourself in another person's shoes. The moment you don't communicate adequately, you leave room to misunderstanding. You leave room for unnecessary whisper, whispering. So you tell her, oh, babe, we don't have this amount of money available at this time for such and such a reason. That person understands. Please put yourself in your children's shoes. I wish parents would do that. We all want our children to excel in their education, but put yourself in their shoes the subjects that child is doing, does she enjoy the subjects? Or you are pitching and pushing those subjects on that child. Just put yourself in the other person's shoes. Feel the pain of the person. It will help us heal each other. It helps you with empathy. It helps you with uh, responding to resolutions. And of course, it helps you to listen. One day, a daughter... I was talking to my, my wife and I was, she was talking, I was interrupting. And my daughter said, Daddy, Daddy, listen. Allow mommy to also talk. <laughs> you know, Daddy, you're interrupting her. Listen, she has something to say. And, and I, was, I was shocked. You know, I've been preaching for many years. And when you are preaching, you are talking to people. Most of the times we don't do, I mean, thank, thank God now that we have Q&A sessions in church services where you want to have, people can ask questions. But generally, when you're preaching, you're talking to people and they must just receive what you're saying. Some way, somehow, you can be so used to that that you don't listen. Maybe I carry that into the house. But this is not preaching. This is a relationship. So when my daughter said that, I just had to quieten up. And, you know, I, I felt bad and allowed her to speak. And ladies and gentlemen, when you don't listen to others, you are self-centered. Maybe you are proud. You look down on others. Almost like their opinions does not matter. It's your understanding or, or your own wisdom that matters most. That's selfishness. You know, I, I, I give this a, a crude example. Two plus two equals to four. Four plus zero equals to four. <laughs> Three plus one equals to four. <laughs> and, get, and then 7 minus 3 equals to 4. 10 minus 6 equals to 4. 
you have so many perspectives to it. So your own perspective is not the only perspective to the matter. That is why you should listen, 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 listen to your spouse. Listen, listen, listen. I love what James said in the Holy Scriptures by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He said, we must be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. If you listen, you will be slow to misunderstanding the situation and I think that's why God gave us two powerful ears and one mouth. So you can listen more. Listen to your employees. Listen to your spouse. Listen to your friends. Listen. You will learn more. You already have your own wisdom. Listening to others will help you gain more wisdom. Listen and listen and listen. And be quick to listen. Be quick to learn. It will help us resolve a lot of conflict points. And when we say listening, it's not only words. Some people think communication has to do with words. If you watch animals, we don't hear their words. I love animals. I love dogs. Growing up with dogs, I, I love pets, you know. And I've seen them communicate. I don't hear their words, but you see them communicate. Communication is beyond words. You don't have to wait until your spouse says something so loudly before you learn it. What about the body language? What about the body language? In fact, in communication, more than 56% is non-verbal. So don't be excusing yourself and say, hey, she did not tell me, or my son did not tell me, or my, my husband did not tell me. They are always telling you things by body language. I'm not saying you should manipulate people by your body language. No, but can you, can, you, can you pick up signals? Can you pick up when your spouse is unhappy, when your spouse is unfulfilled? Can you pick, can you pick up signals and respond to it? I love Jesus. I won't hide it. There are many times in the scriptures you hear that Jesus was perceiving their thoughts. And then he will respond to their thoughts. That is awesome. He didn't wait for the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the priests to murmur or complain. or He just had some questions in their heart or some thoughts. And he was able to respond to it. And, and, and I'm saying this not just for the husband, even your, as, as wives or as subordinates in the office, as employees. There are some things your boss does not have to say. You can pick up when your boss is not happy with you. You can pick when things are not okay. Don't wait until they have to write you a memo or write you a query. Pick up things to help you to go far in life. Jesus, perceiving their thoughts, will answer them. Amazing. Amazing. So people are always communicating. The body language, they are thinking about thoughts are things. It emits frequencies. When you pick it up, you respond. For your children, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. You know, don't wait until somebody is shedding tears all over you before you know that they, they, they are frustrated. <laughs> and then let there be open communication in your home. Let people be able to voice out what they desire. Let them be contributors to the organization of the home. It helps them to feel fulfilled, and it builds their self-esteem. I dislike homes where it looks like it's a one-man show. Either the wife is the one running the show, everybody's opinion does not matter, or it's the man, the lion of the tribe of Judah, he's the one running everything. Every other person, they're foolish people, they don't know anything. How great you are. And as I round up this uh, podcast, I remember a lady came to see me for counseling, and she was, I think it was in tears, and you know, she said, oh, for the number of years they've been married, her husband has never apologized. Ah, I was shocked. 
Never apologize. She's always explaining, always giving excuses or saying something. Never apologize. But she's always apologizing. That destroys someone's esteem. What is your joy in destroying somebody else so you can rise? What is your joy in that? So when I, I, when I hear such things and I say, you've been married for 13 years or for 18 years or for 10 years and you've never been able to apologize genuinely, then you are great. How great thou art. How great thou art. Only God is like that. So you are very great. But you are wrong. And when you are wrong, apologize. The things they are trying to correct you about in your home, if you don't respond to it, it will show up at work and it will destroy your business or your career. So it's high time you respond to it. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Feel their pain. That opens you up to empathy, healthy discussions, and then you can resolve so many things. I want to believe that um, these uh, few points would help us build better relationships. I realize that the joys that we have in life comes from our relationships with God and with his creation. If you cannot manage those relationships, you will live a frustrated life. Even if you have all the monies in this world, the earlier we learn these things, the better. Wisdom Plug Podcast is your best bet to grow in wisdom. Subscribe to it. Listen every time. The wiser you are, the better you live. See you next time. Have a wonderful time out there. God bless you.